0: It's 8.30 on Wednesday, January 16th. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Governor Phil Bryant highlights his administration's achievements in his final State of the State Address.
1: question of the ages for Mississippi has been and must continue to be ever simple but profound. Can we hear this in our Beulah land possibly rise together?
0: Then we'll hear legislators' reactions to the governor's remarks. And after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, the state's Volunteer Commission is celebrating 25 years of service. Find out what's next for the organization. That's all coming up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
1: My fellow Mississippians, I am pleased to say we have disappointed the doubters. Together we have proven that Mississippi can harness our inherent goodness to achieve greatness.
0: Governor Phil Bryant's eighth and final state of the state address signals a focus on improving Mississippi's public education system and creating jobs in the year ahead. Governor Bryant delivered the remarks to a joint session of the state legislature yesterday at the Capitol in Jackson.
1: Our gratitude to these classroom heroes and the essential value of public ed- education While why we passed a $100 million teacher pay raise in 2014 why I call on the members of this body to join me in giving teachers their second pay raise in five years.
0: The governor champions successes in third grade literacy, early childhood education, community college training, and public charter schools. He's calling for legislators to secure school safety by allowing teachers to carry.
1: Unfortunately, a problem exists in our schools today that threaten children of all ages. It has become commonly known as the active shooter. Now, to help protect our students and those who teach them, I will ask you to pass a comprehensive plan to keep our school children safe. If you will pass and fund the Mississippi Safe School Act, our parents and teachers and administrators will be allowed to care for our children in a safe and protected environment.
0: Governor Bryant says a low unemployment rate and increasing revenue are good signs for the state.
1: In January of 2012, our state unemployment rate was 9.4 percent. In 2017, we broke a record by dropping below 5 percent to the lowest unemployment number ever recorded. Today, it is 4.7 percent. The better news is unemployment rate has been at or below 4.8 percent for 12 months in a row and real median household income has risen by 8.4% since 2011.
0: Governor Phil Bryant also recounted achievements in health care, plans for infrastructure improvements, and cultural offerings for tourism, like the two museums in Jackson. Representative David Beria of Bay St. Louis made remarks on behalf of Democratic legislators. The leader of the State House Democratic Caucus says they look forward to working across the aisle this session.
2: Mississippi Democrats are ready, willing, and able to work together with Republicans to move our state forward. We just need for our colleagues across the aisle to engage with us around our common goal of improving our state for all Mississippians.
0: Representative Beria agrees with working on teacher pay raises, yet he questions claims about the budget and unemployment rate.
2: Democrats have supported teacher pay raises for many years, and it is encouraging that Republicans now seem to be joining us in wanting to raise teachers' pay to the Southeastern average. However, Democrats firmly believe that teachers and state employees deserve a raise. The governor told us tonight that state revenue collections have trended upward over the last few months, which is good news for the 2019-2020 budget. But we will still struggle to fund education and basic services as the enormous tax cuts passed for out-of-state corporations in 2016 begin to suck cash out of the budget this year. You have also likely heard the governor brag about our low unemployment rate. However, that statistic alone doesn't tell the story of our economy. Mississippi had a labor participation rate of just 56 percent, the lowest of any state besides West Virginia, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics.
0: House Democrat David Beria says more workers need to be prepared for the workforce. He also says Medicaid expansion is a no-brainer to improve the state's economy. Coming up, we'll hear legislators' reactions to the governor's state address. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB
3: comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education with 100% online master's or specialist degrees in fields like teaching, leadership, higher education, and more. More information at rebelteacher.com.
0: This is Mississippi Edition. Lawmakers are reacting to Governor Phil Bryant's final state of the state address. Some say they're in support of his priorities like job creation and teacher pay raises. Others hope the list will be expanded to include health care in the form of Medicaid expansion. Senate Republican Briggs Hobson of Vicksburg says he's in support of the governor's initiatives.
3: Well, I thought the governor did a great job reflecting on many of the accomplishments that not only have occurred this term, but also over his eight years or seven years plus in the, uh, in the governor's office. And I think he spent a lot of time kind of going over those things. He also gave uh, a path, his path, for this year and some of the accomplishments that he wants to achieve, and he hopes the legislature achieves this year. So I thought it was a very good address.
4: So some of those items that he talked about, school safety and teacher pay raise, are those some things that you are that, that are topping your priority list yes, as well?
3: those two. I, in fact, I was on the school safety task force, so I'm definitely interested in that measure, and I'm excited to hear him discuss the teacher pay raise. I think that's something that's also very good for the state.
0: When asked why not a pay raise for all state employees, Hobson says it could be considered.
3: Well, that's something I think will be looked at. Obviously, we have to see where our revenue picture is first, and right now it looks pretty good. If you heard the Legislative Budget Office report earlier today in the Senate, uh, that looks good. But, you know, you have to balance that with other needs in the state. But it's certainly something I think we'll be taking a look at.
0: Senator Briggs Hobson, House Democrat Bryant Clark of Pickens, agrees with a pay raise for state employees. He tells MPB's Ashley Norwood he's also looking forward to action toward criminal justice reforms.
5: The governor made some good points as far as criminal justice reform. In Mississippi, we long overdue for that. However, I was disappointed that there was no mention as far as Medicaid expansion. We have about 200,000 people in the state of Mississippi that are in need of health care. Uh, other states are doing it. It's going to bring over a billion dollars a year into the state economy. So I wish the governor had talked a little bit more about uh, the health care issues that we have here going on in the state.
4: Because he didn't talk about it, do you think that that's not going to be in the agenda for this session, or is that something that you would like to push through this session?
5: Definitely want to push it through. I'm cautiously optimistic about it because the governor has said in other settings that he's in favor of it. Uh, that's a big issue, but for him to leave it out of his state of the state is somewhat concerning. Uh, makes me wonder uh, how big of a priority it is on his list.
4: Any other things you like to mention that you're hopeful for this session?
5: He, he mentioned uh, uh, pay raises for teachers as well as state state employees. Uh, that's important. Uh, but we don't need to do a, a pay raise uh, just to say we did a pay raise. There needs to be a significant pay raise uh, for our, both our teachers as well as our state employees.
0: Representative Bryant Clark. House Democrat Alice Clark of Jackson tells MPB's Ashley Norwood she looks forward to improved conditions in the state.
6: Oh, I feel good about the the, the things that the governor said, and I'm just hoping that we will be able to find all of those funds that he has assured us are available. And it says to me that those things that we need to get done can be done, because we have no reason now because we have the funds, and we know we have them because the governor has just told us that we we have these funds, and I was just really elated. So we can do what we should have done. We can give the teachers the raise they should have had. We can give the state employees the raise that we should have done. And we can, there are just so many things we can fix up within our state. Because regardless of what we do, all of us know that it takes money to get the things done that we need to get done. And I hate that we've been losing so many teachers. And with this, we should not be doing that any longer
4: of schools he talked about school safety and uh, possibly like you said it's going to take money to either arm teachers or train teachers or to beef up the law enforcement that are you know on campuses. what are your thoughts about that? should teachers carry weapons on campus in terms of school safety
6: No I don't think that teachers should be sitting there with, with the gun waiting on, on something. I think that we need to have security provided for the teachers so they can teach and not provide. The security. And we need to also, in my opinion, work with our parents and our students to see that they understand the importance of a safety. And it's really, it's really right. And like the incidents we had this weekend, that really bothers me because that was in the district that I represent. And we, I think it's going to take all of us working together to make a difference when it comes to that.
4: He didn't talk about expanding Medicaid. And I understand the Democratic caucus had a couple meetings recently saying that that is one of their priorities in terms of Medicaid expansion. That was
6: definitely one of the things that we wanted to do because we know how much money we lose when we don't accept the Medicaid. We also know that we've been told that Mississippi is one of the sickest to a degree. So we definitely need Medicaid. And that was it. I was really... Uh, not pleased that we made no effort to do that.
0: Representative Alice Clark. Republican Senator Buck Clark of Hollandale chairs the Appropriations Committee. He tells our Ashley Norwood the state budget may have more funds, but several expenses are waiting to be considered.
7: Right now we've got some good growth in our revenues, but uh, we have several big ticket items that we're looking at that can take a lot of that money real quick. The first one is our retirement system is requesting a pretty big increase on the employer side, uh, I'm not sure what that amounts, I've seen different, different numbers, but I mean it's 50, 60 million dollars that, that it would take out of the general fund. Uh, then, there's a lot of discussion at all levels about teacher pay raise, you've heard the, the governor say that, the lieutenant governor has uh, also you know, said that he's trying to look at that. Uh, and then on top of that, the, an employee pay raise for all the other employees around the state. Uh, through the years, state employees, de- depending on the agency, might have gotten different amounts of pay raise. So when you look at overall, we, we want to tie it in with, you know, compare, well, who hasn't gotten anything recently? We really want to look at, and I like to focus right now, those are our, our people at the lower end of the pay scale. A lot of times don't get the pay, initial pay raises. Uh, you know, Some of them, do, they just aren't in management. and uh, I want to focus on that. It's one of the things I want to be able to take care of. If we're talking any pay raise, I'm going to start with those people and then work our way up.
4: Any thoughts about Medicaid expansion? I know that's not in your committee, but just as a lawmaker, is that something that should be a priority this session?
7: Uh, no, not a priority. I wouldn't say a priority. There, There's several things with Medicaid expansion that, you know, you want to look at. You know, number one, just uh, been opposed to Medicaid expansion because of the hit it was going to take in our budget. Uh, We just couldn't have. We were already every year experiencing growth in our Medicaid budget. Uh, that's, That's what's really taken a lot of the dollars out of our budget the last few years that we couldn't put into education and whatnot. And we didn't even expand Medicaid. Uh, and they call it the woodwork effect, and that was when when you had the Obamacare expansions, a lot of people realized they were eligible for some benefits and that had not been they didn 't know they were and uh, which was fine they they qualified for Medicaid as it was. We had 40,000 new people who got on the Medicaid rolls like three or four years ago. I saw the numbers just what so I, I just saw a sheet on that. Um, so anyway, the numbers are coming down now on our Medicaid role, and that's because our economy's gotten better. Uh, when you're, more people have jobs, they're getting insurance provided by their employer, and so they are they making more money. They simply don't qualify for Medicaid, which is a good thing. And I think that's why you're seeing uh, we don't have a Medicaid uh, deficit bill right now. Uh, they do need a little more money for their next year budget, but something very manageable and. Uh, Anyway, that's that's kind of the way Medicaid stands right now with
0: us. Senator Buck Clark with MPB's Ashley Norwood. Lawmakers have until April to decide to take action on the governor's recommendations. Let us know what you think about a story or send us a news tip by visiting MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. Coming up, the state's Volunteer Commission is celebrating 25 years of service. Find out what's next for the organization. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio.
8: I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of pediatrics and internal medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute.
0: I have a relative who had kidney stones, my mother, in fact. Then I had a brother who had kidney stones, and I'm just wondering if that runs in the family a lot.
8: Yeah, it can. And again, if you live in the South, ever. <laughs> If you're outside, everybody's at risk for kidney stones, but some families do have more than others. My sister has had kidney stones. I have a couple other family members. I have never, thankfully, had a kidney stone. Some people excrete through their kidneys. They filter out a little bit more calcium. So those families are a little bit more at risk for that. If you have a disorder that's causing increased amounts of calcium in your bloodstream, again, calcium's needed, but if you're getting too much of it, then that could put you at risk for kidney stones. There may be some other conditions where you have other stones. So, you know, there's struvite stones, there's uh, oxalic acid, there's all kinds of different kinds of things that your kidneys normally secrete that if, they, if they're if they secreting too much of it, it over, overpowers the amount of urine, the amount of water. It's just like if you were dissolving salt or if you were dissolving sugar in a liquid, in, in water. Eventually, if you pour too much of it in there, it'll come out of solution. And that's exactly what's happening in the urine, is your body is excreting too much of it or you're not excreting enough water to keep up with that. For more health tips and medical information, listen to Southern Remedy each weekday morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio.
3: The health method is underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy on the go with the MyBlue mobile app available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. More information at bcbsms.com. It's good to be blue.
0: This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. Mississippians are celebrating 25 years of service with the state's volunteer organization. The Mississippi Commission for Volunteer Services, or Volunteer Mississippi, is holding a celebration tonight at the governor's mansion to recognize the past, present, and future. Monica Ritchie is executive director of the service agency. She tells us they look forward to another 25 years of service to this great state.
9: Volunteer Mississippi was established in 1994, under executive order of Governor Kirk Fordyce, and it was created for a number of reasons. One was to engage citizens in service to their communities by putting volunteers on the ground, and we do this by—we have a state online portal that matches volunteers with organizations looking for volunteers— Another reason was to respond to disasters when unaffiliated or just-in-time volunteers showed up wanting to help, as, you know, many Mississippians, of course, do. They are the most caring, giving individuals, I believe, in any state. So our organization assists by setting up volunteer reception centers to help match those unaffiliated volunteers with organizations that
0: are already on the ground. It sounds like this organization is as beneficial to the state of Mississippi as it is to the people of Mississippi.
9: Exactly. It really, truly is. And then I'd say that the third reason, and probably one of the biggest, was to administer funds from the Corporation of National and Community Service for AmeriCorps state programs. And we administer the funds for AmeriCorps programs and AmeriCorps members get things done in Mississippi. Tell us what AmeriCorps is. Okay well AmeriCorps is think of it like the Peace Corps but it's the domestic Peace Corps so it's serving here in the state of Mississippi and they help improve lives they foster civic engagement and they help their members learn life skills as well as get on-the-job training.
0: Has the mission changed at all in the 25 years?
9: No, I would I would say that it's the same. It's to engage and support Mississippians of all ages and backgrounds in service to their community, whether that's through volunteering, whether that's through serving in as an AmeriCorps member, or by helping your neighbor in times of
0: disaster. Let's say somebody's listening and they say, I like to volunteer, but I wonder if I'm qualified to volunteer. I wonder if I need special skills. What do they do first?
9: Well, one thing they can do is they can go to our website, VolunteerMississippi.org, and that is all spelled out. You don't need to have any specific skills to volunteer. Um, Anyone can volunteer, whether it is cooking a casserole for your neighbor who maybe has just had surgery or through your your church, um, helping with children's ministry. I mean, anyone can
0: volunteer. Tell us the impact that... Volunteer Mississippi has had in 25 years for the state of Mississippi.
9: Over the last 25 years, 15,000 members have served in AmeriCorps across the state. And that has equated to them serving over 32 million hours. And those members, in um, some cases, earn education awards. And the education awards that they have earned since Um, we've been established, is over $60 million. So that's something that we're extremely proud of, you can imagine. Also that we serve all 82 counties in the state, and that's either through an AmeriCorps program or by um, having our volunteer online matching portal for Mississippians to go in and, and register, or by responding to a local disaster. We've also had over 100 governor governor appointed commissioners serve on the commission. And each commissioner gives three years of their life, time and talent to the commission. And they also have the option of serving an additional three years. So most of them do stay six years. So that is very impactful to the citizens in the state. We've had over 55 AmeriCorps programs that have reached thousands through tutoring or helping to improve public lands. Okay. What about the next 25 years? Is there a goal in place? Well, I have a lot of goals in place for the next 25 years. But the first 25 years, I would really just like to take this opportunity to say, I believe we're so impactful as a result of the founding executive director, Marcia Meeks Kelly, who left this amazing legacy behind. And I personally want to continue the work that she started and that she gave her life to. And she still continues to um, contribute to the commission. For one, I want every Mississippian in the state to know that we are the state's office for volunteerism. There's a lot of individuals that don't know that we exist, so that's extremely important to me. I want to see more Mississippians get out there and volunteer. I would love to have a presence in every county, whether it's a volunteer hub or an AmeriCorps program. I want more communities trying to solve problems by considering service as a strategy. And also, I think that another big goal that I have personally for the next 25 years, I'd like to see more volunteer y'all license plates out there. So the commission has a license plate that you can purchase. And I think that that's a great way to promote volunteerism in the state, as well as, we have a line on your state income tax checkoff that you can just even contribute a dollar that will help go towards volunteerism.
0: Tell us your website one more time, please.
9: Volunteermississippi.org, and it's all spelled out.
0: Monica Ritchie is the executive director of the Mississippi Commission of Volunteer Service or simply Volunteer Mississippi. Monica, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much, Karen. Stay tuned to MPB Think Radio for a full slate of Mississippi-based programs all morning long. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Fix It 101. Then at 10, it's Everyday Tech. And at 11 o'clock, stay tuned for Southern Remedy. To see our team's updates throughout the day, follow MPB News on Twitter. Did you miss part of the show today? Find past episodes of this and other Think Radio programs online at mpbonline.org or by downloading the MPB Public Media app, from the Apple or Google Play stores. I'm Karen Brown. Join us again tomorrow morning at 830 for the next Mississippi edition, only on MPB Think Radio.
1: Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. Join me for all-new episodes of Mississippi Roads starting January 24th. We visit the state's last drive-in in Iuka, paddle Sky Lake in Belzona, study steam engines in Meridian, explore a lost cemetery in Port Gibson, visit the John Ford home in Columbia, pick mushrooms in Popperville, and learn how to make knives in Van Cleve. That and more coming up on all-new episodes. So join me on Mississippi Roads on MPB Television.